Welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I am your host, Fred Zafiro, and this is an open and shut episode with Jim Wilski. Now, Jim is one of my uh, collaborators. We've written four books together. Uh, and so when uh, I came up with the idea of a grifter song and decided uh, to make it a multi-author project, it was kind of a no-brainer uh, asking him to be part of it. And he drew one of the tougher assignments, being the uh, uh, the finale for season one. His book, Losing Streak, comes out on June 1st. And I caught up with him to talk to him about that. Uh, but before we talk to Jim, I do need to tell you that Wrong Place, Right Crime is sponsored by Down and Out Books. Down and Out Books is an up-and-coming publisher of dark crime fiction at the greedier end of the spectrum. If you'd like to learn more, go to downandoutbooks.com. That's Down and Out Books, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books, take the journey with us. And now let's talk to Jim Wilski. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Jim. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. Coming up in in a, in a few months, uh, BoucherCon is going to be right there, almost in your backyard. Uh, are you gearing up to, to go? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that because uh, I'm one of those, uh, probably a, one of ten writers in the entire country that's never been to one. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal, and I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, and probably the biggest deal would be... Uh, to uh, finally shake your hand. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the first time we get a chance to meet in person after living off of emails, uh, back and forth manuscripts, and telephone calls. Uh, and write four books. Yeah, it's it's weird though, isn't it? That that uh, this this isn't the only relationship that I've had for years now that that I consider a genuine uh, friendship. Crazy, you know. I mean, and, it's just crazy. I don't know how I don't know how writers used to to. I mean, let alone the ease of writing itself anymore, you know, with uh, no typewriters. Mm -hmm. uh, but but communication-wise, I mean, uh, so we have so many benefits. And But then again, it uh, sometimes leads to where we're at, you and I, in that uh, you can get by without meeting each other. But uh, I really look forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you've already got the steak uh, place picked out, so we're 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 good to go for one of those nights for sure. By the way, you don't have to worry about dressing up now. You can go to a finest steakhouse you want to find in Fort Worth or Dallas, and there's no big dress code here. So, well, that's good because I uh, one thing I'm not is a snazzy dresser. Just ask uh, pretty much anybody that's ever seen me in clothes. It's not what I hear. <laughs> so. Moving on to something a little closer than BoucherCon, dropping on June 1st, your episode of A Grifter's Song is called Losing Streak, and it will be the final episode of, of season one for that for that series. Why don't you talk a little bit about what, what's going on in Losing Streak? I, I got to tell you, Frank, it was challenging for me. I'm all about discipline and, and format and, and neat and orderly and all that. But when it's not your idea, <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it was a little hard for me. And it was the first time, I mean, sure, I've wrote uh, stories that are, you know, you turn them in and they're supposed to have a theme of something. Uh, but this was much more than just a theme. Uh, the, the characters have to be consistent. The, the crime itself, you know, it can't be uh, certain kinds of crime because they're, you know, they're grifters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not gun people. They're not um, uh, 
uh, knock them down and, and punch them out kind of people. So it was challenging for me. It was good, though. It was a good exercise uh, to have to do that, to kind of stay within the – and, again, I'm all about staying within parameters, but they're my parameters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when, and when uh, it's different, you know, when, when it's not your – your idea and your and your characters they're already there and you're supposed to write them and it was a challenge so it's more like instead of having to stay inside the foul lines on the football field you have to stay inside your your lane on the uh, track there you go yeah that is the challenge and i even uh you know i mean i created the characters i created the series i i wrote the first episode this season and i felt that uh sort of same pressure and then as the uh, editing process went through with the different episodes yeah. trying, trying to maintain those consistencies and yet at the same time build the characters uh, was 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 a, a challenge I think you had the most challenging one simply because uh, uh, due to some logistics and some other things that went on you, you had less time than than some of the other writers and then you're bringing up the the, the sixth episode of the season so everything that's happened before has to be taken into consideration it's not even a clean slate to start from. Uh, right. And, and I think, you know, one other thing about, uh, and, and I don't want to make it sound like it was just some, you know, dentist appointment. Uh, but another thing to, that you had to keep in mind was to not be repetitive of the, of the previous stories. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of different crime out there. Sure. But uh, I'll be darned if, uh, as I read the, the previews of the other stories that, there was one that uh, pretty much mirrored what I was going to write about, and mm-hmm. uh, but you know that's the way it goes. And and again, I'll say it: it was a great exercise to kind of stretch yourself a little bit, and uh, you know, hold yourself to the to the fire a little bit, and and get that done. And and I was pleased though uh, when I was done. I I, uh, I was worried about length, but it turned out not to be a worry. Um, so. Because these were all, uh, I don't know, what was the longest one? Uh, I think somebody tipped up in the high 25-ish uh, yeah. range, 25,000 yeah. words. And 10, 11, 11,000 or so was kind of the basement. Right. I, th- I, th- I think this is going to be a big hit, Frank. It's a great idea. Uh, you, you've managed to line up some great writers, except for that last guy. Um I'm the last guy. What are you talking about? (laughs) No, I'm the last guy. (laughs) Season one, you're the last guy. I'm the last guy. Well, that's what what I meant. (laughs) For those people who maybe have been following the series, because uh, format-wise it's been dropped uh, uh, the first of every month since January, episodes one through five were January through May. Um, and now episode six, Losing Streak, is, is dropping here on, uh, on the first part of June. You know, they, they've got to see the stories of Sam and Rachel uh, and what's happened to them. And, and of course, each story is completely uh, standalone. It's completely in and of itself, but there's a meta story going on as well. In Losing Streak, where are Sam and Rachel and what's going on with them? Well, they are literally on the run. And and when I say on the run, I mean on the run. Um uh, the, the book opens with uh, uh, them jumping in the car, basically, after a page or so, and uh, off they go. So they don't even know where they're going. And they don't know who it is. It, it could be the boys from back east, uh, or it could be their current mark. They're just not sure. But uh, they are sure that they need to get out of there. 
and uh, so they they hit the road at a high rate of speed, and um, they end up. I'll, I'll skip around a little bit here because I don't want to give up too much, but uh, they they end up in in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and how I picked that I don't have any idea, but I did have an idea of where I wanted them to kind of be. And then I got uh, to thinking, uh, you know, I can't do another Texas story because I beat that horse to death. So I picked, uh, not Texas, but somewhere close. And and honestly, uh, I, it was just kind of look at a map and spear it with your finger, you know. Um, but anyway, they end up there. They are in full um, drop down and, and hunker down roll. And they are—they um, have no plans whatsoever, and they have nobody around to lean on. Their contacts, or I believe uh, there's a guy in Cleveland. I think—is that where he was? You talking about Porter? Yeah. Yeah, Porter is based out of yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. So there's nobody around. Uh, they're beat to hell. They've had, as the title would tell you, they've had some disappointments, uh, consecutive disappointments. So they're uh, they're not riding very high right now, and um, they uh, stumble onto an opportunity. Um, of course, they do. By by pure chance, I mean you know there's no uh, planning there at all. Um, it just presents itself. And honestly, at this point, I wanted to take them, and you did too. Wanted to take them about as low as you could take them, um, because you know. Grifters, uh, they have glorious, fantastic moments. But you know as well as I do, especially you being an ex-cop, crime and grift uh, isn't always, um, you know, uh, movie screen, Hollywood, glamorous. So we wanted to do, I wanted to take them down a really dark time and road. And uh, they were ready to basically knock over a liquor store at this point. Uh, because they, they, they were out of money and they were out of a lot of things, uh, places to go. And they were just, uh, really down on it, on their luck. So, uh, this thing that comes along, you know, they both realize that it's not going to be huge, but they're going to give it a go. And, uh, and they do try to break that losing streak. Yep. I, I, I think you came at the, uh, the story in a very, in a, in a slightly different way, just like every uh, one of the season one authors did, which was part of what was the joy of, of, of working on this is how people stayed within the foul lines, but they still came at it very differently. And uh, I really liked the, uh, the low point that you took Sam and Rachel to and, and how they try to work their way out of that. A series of stories where it's just success after success after success. Uh, I don't know. It gets a little boring. Yeah. And I, I, you know, throw a little chink in there every once in a while to kind of screw everything all up, and uh, then you got then you got reality. That reality uh, will drop uh, first part of June. Uh, Losing streak, episode six of A Grifter's Song, uh, and uh, Jim Wilski is the has has the hammer for season one. Jim, thanks for coming on the show and talking about a grifter song, and uh, I'll be seeing you in Dallas. Always a pleasure, and can't wait to see you. Buy you a drink. 
Well, there you are, folks. A pretty good picture of Jim Wolski. A great guy and uh, been a friend of mine for, for some time, a collaborator. Uh, we've spoken on the phone. We've talked over the computer certainly emailed uh, a bunch, but we've never met in person, and I'm looking forward to actually uh, getting a chance to meet him face-to-face in uh, Dallas this October uh, as we both are attending uh, the BoucherCon conference there. Uh, So that'll be great. On our next episode of Wrong Place, Right Crime, we're going to talk to Matt Phillips and uh, take a look at his new book, Countdown. Until then, this is Frank Zafiro reminding you that sometimes... You gotta be in the wrong place to write crime.